Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray, and believe it or not, my name is Ray, and I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we cut to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero! What's going on, people? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. Guess what? My name is Ray. I'll be the one talking football with you. Greetings on this Wednesday, January the 12th. Got my boy Mario coming in at 7.30. For those of you listening to the podcast, that's in 30 minutes. We'll go about an hour. And at 8.30, we'll have Mike Ann coming in to answer all those Patreon questions and chat questions as we go. I did open up the 7.10 to 7.30 slot to the Patreon crew. Anybody wants to come in, say hello, or is more than welcome. We'll also get to the chat. Have a good time. Let's talk a little bit of football right now. I tweeted out today, Bill O'Brien is interviewing with the Jaguars prior to Urban Myers being fired when we all knew he was going to be fired. I thought O'Brien would be a prime candidate for the job. And there was a lot of people who didn't agree with me. And I understand he unceremoniously left the Houston Texans. I get that. He traded away DeAndre Hopkins. He had a screaming match. J.J. Watt. Deshaun Watson wasn't happy with him. But Jacksonville is not bringing Bill O'Brien back to the NFL, possibly. To be a general manager, he's bringing him back. They're bringing him back to possibly be a coach. Let me tell you something. I think... That Bill O'Brien, the coach, is good. What do you have, like four playoff performances when he was with Houston? He was a good offensive coordinator with New England. The national championship game could have went a little bit better for Alabama, but good season, good offense. Can't put it on him. What I wouldn't do if I was Jacksonville is give him roster control, personnel picking, but I like the move. It's kind of funny too, same division. See, I think what happened in Houston is Bill O'Brien, he just, he tried to go Belichick. He wanted full control. He didn't like people questioning his authority. He made decisions based on emotions. You can't do that if you're going to be successful in the NFL. But I think that If he were a part of Jacksonville, I think he could be very successful. And I get people questioning why and saying he can't, but I guess that's you. Also tweeted that there are three quarterbacks drafted by Bill Belichick that will be starting in the playoffs this weekend. How about that? How about Mr. Can't draft? How about Mr. Can't evaluate talent? Six round pick 
199th overall, Tom Brady, obviously, starting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. MVP candidate. McCorkle Jones, 15th overall pick this year's draft. Offensive Rookie of the Year candidate. Second round pick, 40th overall, something like that. Jimmy Garoppolo, sore thumb and all, starting for the San Francisco 49ers. Pretty amazing, eh? Do you remember there was a time, pre-McCorkle, that Patriots fans were kind of lobbying for Belichick to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back into the fold? But I think that when we look at like the quarterback lineage of the New England Patriots, like it's pretty insane. I think the I think there was like this stretch when San like when San Francisco played Kansas City that like five straight Super Bowls were played by either the a Patriots quarterback or a former Patriots quarterback in Tampa Bay last year. So you had Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. You had San Francisco versus Kansas City. You had the Patriots versus the Rams. Patriots versus the Eagles. Patriots versus the Falcons. That pesky Broncos team got in the way. So on a day when everybody seems to be so focused on Bill Belichick's coaching tree, Joe Judge fired yesterday. Brian Flores fired Monday. Maybe we could talk a little bit about his player evaluation. Maybe we can talk a little bit about three quarterbacks, three Patriots drafted, Bill Belichick drafted quarterbacks. That tweet boomed, by the way, too. Like 1,200 likes. I love it. I love these little quirky storylines like that. Playoff weekend, three Patriots draft picks, all starting quarterbacks. The Dolphins have requested to interview Cowboys OC Kellamore. Uh, he could have the best offensive mind in the NFL, and I really thought that there was going to be other teams pursuing him. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys offense this year, they do things that are crazy, I guess you could say. Things that I don't think a lot of offensive coordinators can do. That includes Mr. Wonder Boy, Josh McDaniels. Mr. I can't get a job interview for a head coaching job because people are realizing I was exposed after Tom Brady left the team. Not kidding you. I'd rather Bill O'Brien, but that's just me. That's just me. Maybe that's just my bitter Patriots fan in me. Maybe Mike N has finally gotten to me and convinced me that Josh McDaniels is not the guy. But you look at what they're doing in Dallas. You hear about disguising defenses? Disguise their offenses. Tough to do. I mean, yeah, you can do some play action, you can do some trickery stuff. But if you watch a Dallas Cowboys game, they look like they're in the same formation almost every play. They're either Dak behind center, Zeke behind him, or Pollard, or the shotgun with Pollard or Zeke beside him. Yet they run these multiple of formations. They change, they 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 start. The routes that the receivers run. Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to to knock Dak. 
but we had this discussion with Lawrence Owen from Believe in Colts podcast. What's wrong with Nelson Aguilar? What's not wrong with Jonu Smith? Why aren't they being incorporated into the Patriots offense enough? Well, it's, it's Josh McDaniels that's not. Do you know many different people touch the ball in Dallas? If you have a pulse, if you can walk, if you can talk, and you're an eligible receiver, you will catch a pass from Dak Prescott sometime that game. I love his mind. I can't believe there's only one team going after him. I thought he was a shoo-in for the LSU job in college, to be real with you. I thought more than one team would want him. But no. Just the Dolphins. Uh, being a fan of a team in the AFC East, that sucks. That sucks so much. Especially when the offense of the Patriots is going to struggle because they got an offensive coordinator who can't call, call, can't call plays properly without one of the greatest quarterbacks or greatest game managers, my boy Mario likes to call it. Let's look at this tweet from First Things First, shall we? Should Kansas City fans be worried about Big Ben and the Steelers? Here, here, here's a quote from our boy Nick Wright, everybody's uh, favorite nobody. Quote, worried? No. This is actually better than a buy. Get some cardio in. Knock off some rust. Have no chance of losing and just be rolling when the playoffs actually start for the Chiefs in the divisional round. You know who I never want to run into in the playoffs? A team that knows they're not supposed to be there. A team that's playing on absolute house money. With a quarterback that's like, hey, this is either my retirement game or I'm going to keep on playing. Who cares? You know who else I don't want to play? I don't want to play the guy who just tied the sack record. I don't want to play a defense that can dominate the best of offensive lines. And yeah, yeah, I hear all about Kansas City Chiefs offensive line being, oh, so improved, so improved. Do you understand the amount of talent that's on the defensive side of of the Steelers a team who doesn't care that's not a team you want to mess with you don't want to mess with the team that doesn't care we talked about this Patriots Bills right we're going to talk about it with Mario as well I mean who's got more pressure the team that went seven and nine last season started a rookie quarterback team that some people predicted eight wins. Some people predicted six wins. Some people predicted maybe 10, sneak into the, the as a wild card. The Patriots kind of just did what everybody thought they could possibly do, get into the playoffs. Best case scenario. I was told this is Super Bowl or bust for Buffalo. So who's got the pressure? McDermott or Belichick? At home? If the Patriots lose, we're like, hey, what a season. If the Bills fans lose, oh, heads are going to roll. The same thing when you got to go to Pittsburgh. Nobody. They needed Brandon Staley to take a timeout to get them into the playoffs on Sunday Night Football. Otherwise, they were a tie away. They were a kneel down from Derek Carr away of not being a playoff team. That's house money. Kansas City Chiefs are in trouble. That's not a team you want to mess with. Maybe this is just my dislike of the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know. I mean, I think I wrote a piece a few weeks ago that said the NFL season's probably, you know, was wacky and it's just going to end in the most predictable way, Chiefs in the Super Bowl. 
I don't like playing a team that's not supposed to be that. Pittsburgh's been in this position before. They've been in a house money position. And you know what they did? They went all the way to the Super Bowl and they won it. Because teams that are playing with house money play loose and play good. Q Jacksonville back in 2017, all the way to the AFC Championship game. Beat the Steelers at Heinz Field. Nobody called that. I think they beat Buffalo. I think those were two teams that were on house money anyways, right? Wasn't Buffalo watching a game in the locker room that year? Hoping to get into the playoffs. Wasn't that since Browns and Ravens or something of that nature? No, I can't remember. I think that was the Steelers. Whatever it is. I wouldn't want to mess with the Steelers. This is Talking Football with Ray. We're going to have a good time. We're going to pop Mario in in about 18 minutes, one hour of unadulterated, R-rated good fun. It's going to teach me to be a TikTok star. That's going to be the main topic, 45 minutes. Mike N's kicking around, 8.30. He's going to be on. We'll pop him on, though, for a couple minutes before we bring on Mario. We'll answer some of your chat questions before we, uh, we get into the dig. We get into it. Mario showed up 20 minutes early. I appreciate that. Because he just wants to watch the show. Wants to be entertained by uh, <clears throat> uh, video creator of the year nominee for Newsbreak. Top five, baby. Top five. January 25th, award ceremony. I'm going. Virtual. I'm debating whether to wear my hoodie and my hat because that's my signature look. Or do I uh, do I show up in a tux? At least the top half. No one will see the bottom. Imagine a tuxedo top and Manscaped boxers on, uh, on the bottom when I accept my uh, Video Maker of the Year award. Love y'all. All right, let's hear from my sponsors over at uh, Ultra Game. And when we return, uh, we'll, bring Mike, we'll, bring, we'll bring Mike N in for a couple of minutes. How's that sound? Hey, Talking Football with Ray is brought to you by my partners over at Ultra Game. Guys, gear yourself up with NFL and NBA gear from my friends over at Ultra Game. They're one of the largest distributors of licensed NFL apparel in the U.S. Listen, you know when you're grabbing your gear, you want it to be licensed. None of that knockoff junk. It doesn't matter who you cheer for. They have something for everybody. So go gear yourself up today with Ultra Game. I've left that link in the description. I'll live by that. That ad right there just shows you the place I'm in in my life. I was literally lying down on the kitchen table, talking into a microphone, cutting my ad. Like I said last night, all I needed was the smoke dangling out of my mouth. My hair, maybe take my hat off. Show that I haven't cut my hair in two weeks. Look at that. Look at that. Looks awful. All the grays are showing. Let's bring in Mike. Mike, what's going on, buddy? How are you? What's up, man? How's it going? Good. You still, do you still have the uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, the Rona? Um, so big break last night. Fever finally, uh, you know, went the way of the dodo. So feeling good. for good. you. Good for you. Yeah. That's that's phenomenal. How long how long do you have the fever for? How bad is it? Tell me. Tell me. Um because I had it back in January 2020 when like this shit first kind of hit the airways, right? Yep. And, and it sucked. It sucked. But there was no like treatment at that time. There was no because right. I was I was listening to a doctor today talking about like how hey, if you have it, use Tylenol cold and flu. Apparently it's very effective towards symptoms. I wish I would have known that before, you know, you had to go through these fevers for three days. <laughs> yeah. So the timeline was basically Friday. 
started getting a runny nose Saturday or Saturday morning, you know, had a fever uh, Sunday, Monday, and uh, even up until Wednesday, I think the fever was anywhere Today? between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like early, early this morning, like it, it okay. broke like probably eight o'clock this morning, just in time for me to log into work and, you know, catch up on stuff. Wonderful. Uh, anywhere between 100 and 103 at one point. So 103 100. is scary. That's what my cousin was getting. So when I had it back last January, no vaccine to me, no treatment. We didn't know nothing about the virus. I was like that 103, 103 fever for listening to the checks out six days, buddy, six days days uh i got yeah. pneumonia i got it where they they call it where it it penetrates the lungs i think that's what they call it so i got the pneumonia i got a bad i was praying for death. yeah it's funny that you mentioned that so one of my friends that just had a uh, omicron um he thought he was over it two three days you know he was feeling good and then all of a sudden he like right back and he was like he's like it doesn't come back like this same thing he got pneumonia he's super sick Oh, that's Delta, though. That's not Omicron, then, and that's Delta. Anyways, we're depressing the fans talking about your fucking coronavirus. Yeah, but I feel good. So, point better fucking feel good. I don't want fucking people like, like, if you're gonna say people think they're gonna catch it now through the airways. Did you know that I was on a show and the guy had COVID, and I thought, like, fuck, I hope I don't catch it. And we were like (laughs) virtual at two countries away. So, that's that's the life I live. Bad mojo. Yeah. I, I gotta like shout this out. Alberto Martinez. Donnie O'Donnell, old school. Uh, I wish you would have came in saying hello, Moto. Not kidding you. Like, he was like subscriber 15 back in 2017. Damn, like, old school. Old, old. Like, when I used to do live streams and like three people were watching and like two people were in the chat, he was one of them. Nice. Old school. I haven't seen him in forever. Welcome. Welcome. P.O. says, uh, good morning. Former uh, Patsy fan all the way. Back to the Plunkett. Bahada days. That's uh, Those are days. Uh, then quit when BB... Whoa. Then quit when BB acted like an emperor. It was TB who stirred the drink. I believe in that uh, Tampa going now for number eight. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bring that back for Mario when he's on because... You know what? Fuck it. Can I pop you on now just, just to answer this question? And I'll pop you back out. I don't no. want it because I got to bring you in properly, but I'm going to let you take this one. <laughs> oh, by myself. This is pretty sweet. Uh, going for number eight, it was acting like an emperor. I believe that he was the head coach, general manager. So I think he was just trying to take care of everything. And uh, you know what? If he does get number eight, TB12, then he'll finally be tied with Bill Belichick because Belichick has eight. So, all right. We'll see you in 12 minutes. Thanks, bud. Uh, <laughs> I knew he was gonna have a reaction to that. That's perfect. That was, was perfect. A, I literally brought him in just to answer that question, and he's was laughing a great like fade out too. It looked like you cut it the way you did it. Yeah, it's as if he didn't think I was actually gonna send him out. You know? <laughs> Patriots media media says playoff time. Thanks for coming in, man. Edward, what's happening, brother? What's up, McChicken? Always, always good. I'm not. Who the fuck's this Mike N guy? Yeah, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, let's listen to my boy Edward. Hit that like, guys. That like button. Y'all just showed up. Hit that like button. Like, 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 like. Hit the dislike, too. It helps with, I don't care. Likes and dislikes helps with the same algorithm. So <laughs> dislike it if you don't like it. Uh, I guess it's probably the best time to tell you, too. Uh, find me over at DeanBlundell.com, over on the Dean Blundell Network. Y'all got to meet Dean Blundell last night. You happy? Find out who he is. Buffalo Bills fan, eh? Doesn't believe in Sean McDermott. 
thinks the Bills went limping in. I like it. Good Mario's guy. making a face. I'll talk to Mario about it. They look great against Atlanta and the Jets, eh? Didn't they? They look fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they can't. They look so strong heading into this to this series. Uh, I do got a piece that was supposed to go out yesterday that didn't. That's supposed to go out today that didn't. I just got really really busy. But I actually wrote a piece called "Who's Who's Scared of the Patriots." It's like something like along the lines of "Who's Fears the Patriots or the Bills heading into the playoffs?" Because they both kind of they both kind of entered the playoffs on a whimper, right? Whereas other teams, you know, came in strong. Uh, Daniel or Terry says Josh McDaniels isn't getting any consideration because his offensive schemes are so inconsistent. And I think that's what we were talking about yesterday, mm-hmm. right? Mike, like, or that's kind of the point I made and, and Lawrence and I talked, but you've been a long time Josh McDaniels hater. So let me give you the solo layout and I'll just let you take this one. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I think the news on Josh McDaniels has actually been pretty quiet because it's the atypical Patriots thing. As long as they have a uh, playoff game in front of them, I don't think he's going to take any interviews. Uh, There was a report today um, that basically said he had a lot of interest. They're just waiting for the Patriots to kind of be done. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I don't expect him to garner a lot of serious attention. Shout out to my boy Gabriel Pats fan. What's going on? Long time listener. Uh, can't wait to beat the Bills on Sunday. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mario walked away for that one. Yeah, it's okay. We'll talk about it. McChicken Vlog <laughs> says Jaguars still have time to interview him and make my prediction right. I'm assuming that he's talking about Kellen Moore. Can I tell right? you something about Kellen Moore? If Real you talk quick. shit on Kellen Moore, I will ban you from this show. No, no, no. It's it's not on him. But I, I am worried that, you know, he does have, just like Josh McDaniels, in a sense, you have Dak Prescott, and you have a bunch of great receivers at your disposal, a good tight end. I'm worried that if he goes somewhere without the, that amount of tools or that many tools at his disposal, he may have he may have some trouble. Kid's young. He's going to have trouble, but I don't think he's going to be Josh McDaniels. I don't think he's going to be uh, getting caught cheating. I don't think he's going to be a dickhead. I think there's a lot of different things he's going to bring. Kellen Moore is a pretty even keel guy, and I don't think he's going to try to be Mike McCarthy the way no, or, or Jason Garrett the way that McDaniels tried to be Belichick, right? Uh, I like Kellen Moore. I think he's the, the smartest offensive guy in the game. I mean, I would take him over Dayball. I'd take him over McDaniels I, as a head I, coach. Yeah, I I honestly think the Cowboys should just offer him head coach money to basically sit down for another year, learn from Mike McCarthy as much as you know you might be able to learn from him. Who knows? Or uh, Dan Quinn and have him stay put, basically. I think he'll be better served. Dan Quinn could get a job somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. He's he interviewing. Yeah. I think Brian Flores is going to have a job by the end of the week, though. Miami is going to fucking cry for years about that play. You know, like they always talk about those moves that are like, like 20 years later, they're like, oh, it's been downhill since then. I think that that's what I, I still don't get it. I still don't get why you get rid of Brian Flores. No, I no, and I talked about this last night. You literally have a guy that knows how to beat the greatest coach of all time, and like you just threw that out the door. Good luck to you. Have fun. Patriots Media says I'm nervous for Saturday. I think it's going to be a rough game for Mac. Yeah, short window to practice. I've got a, but I think the game plan should just like if Mac Jones throws the ball five times or less. 
I like the Patriots chances. Yes, I agree. Uh, I saw a tweet I really liked. Oh, McChicken says uh, Steelers defense could give Casey some trouble. I think they give him a lot of trouble. And Terry is calling it now. Steelers to upset the Kansas City. We'll just say Chiefs for the sake of this. Yes. I'm not sure what I'm allowed. I know I'm allowed to say whatever I want to say, but I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say anymore. I got I got a message today. The uh, the podcast is going big time over on Dean Blundell. Some big partnership with Spotify and all this stuff. And it's... it's uh, Holy moly. Yeah, yeah. We're going big time. Big, big time. It's amazing. Podcast is booming. Newsbreak is booming. YouTube dead. <laughs> you know? It's just... <laughs> It's it's just what it is. My I watched I, wa- I watched oh. Dean today. Actually, he was he was having a good old time with his subject when he tested positive for COVID. Yeah, yeah, dude. He went on his show and did a live test to see if he had COVID, and he came up positive. And yeah. then three of them on three of the five had COVID. I'm doing a show Monday. I took the day off work so I could go so I could do it. Nice. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Dean's uh, Dean's solid. I, I fucking you know here's here I am shows up to like he no shows me on on monday i sulk like a little fucking bitch about it he shows up on tuesday for it he said he fell asleep and took some medication shows up last night does 20 minutes with me could you did you even tell could you tell last night that he was sick no he was he was on yeah only to find only for the guy to test positive for covid today and find out he's been sick for like three days with fevers and chills and everything else true true professional and did you like his little humble brag last night when i was like when i was like you know, people want to know who the fuck is Dean Blundell. Ah, did uh, you know? Did radio? Were we number one in Toronto for fifteen years? Maybe. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, I love yeah, those little. Yeah, like, I'm. I'm just a guy. Yep. Just. The, just. Just, the just guy. a dude. Just a dude. <laughs> yeah. Number one was I number one in Toronto for fifteen years? Maybe. That's the. That's the best one. Uh, my boy B from Ohio, always here. Good to see you, man. Says I think that we run forty times and beat the Bills. Beat the Bills. Who's this hashtag guy? Always entertained with you, Razor. That doesn't look like uh, that doesn't look like their logo on Twitter. Uh, Pats and Bills play Saturday, not Sunday. Did I say they play Sunday? I apologize. I think you you may have, but yes, it's Saturday. I apologize for my stupidity. Thank you, thank you for super chatting that to correct me. I appreciate it. it. That's uh, crazy eyes seven eighty one. And I thought they were playing Sunday. I got to change all my plans now. Really? No. I knew they played eight forty-five or eight eight twenty-five or something. They play Sunday night. I know that. Yeah, they got the second game. Yeah, Sunday. The night. Raiders got to play the early game. I know they're whining about it because they like they got to fucking they had to play till like whatever midnight or one o'clock in the morning on Sunday and Sunday night football and try to who are, who the are they playing? Fly. They're playing Cincinnati. They're gonna get whooped. Yeah, they're gonna get whooped. Like absolutely. I give the Raiders about a 3% chance of winning. Could have had Jamai. Just saying. Could have had Jamai. Could have had Jamai Chase. But you know what? You got to give. Like I think Lawrence said it right. Like You got to give them a lot of credit, man. Right? Like the John Gruden thing. Oh, my the God. The Ruggs Raiders. thing. The who was the who was the safety that was just like pointing like automatic machine guns? On, at yeah, people. dude, they've had they've had more people end up in jail for one reason or another this season than most teams have on IR right now. So, what hey. about Josh Jacobs on Sunday night, like playing like his rookie season again? Oh man, 
he looked. I mean, good. that could be dangerous heading into the playoffs if he keeps that going. Yeah, yeah. If he wants to run, yeah. I mean, hey, I know a lot of people don't like Derek Carr, but dude's put that team on his back this season, so good on him. Sergio says Pat's going to hold the Bills to less than fourteen points. Uh, if we lose, it'll be on our offense. So, funny story for you. The Bills are zero and five on games that are uh, that finish seven points or less. So, it's a. I don't think those stats mean anything. You can use it when you're making an argument, and at some point tonight, I probably will with Mario. But it's it's a it's quite a stat, right? And I think that they're like any game that they score fifteen or more, they're seven and zero. Or they they win by fifteen and zero. They've won no, they've won by fifteen or more seven times this season. I think that's the stat I saw today. Twitter drops just the stat someday, and I'm like, who the fuck looks this up? It's like Ben, you know, what was the one I saw like a couple weeks ago? Was like Ben Roethlisberger is undefeated on the game before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember oh, this the week before Batman yep. or Spider Man is released or whatever. One of those comic. Yeah, movies. like who the hell? Like, who looks that up? Yeah. Somebody with no time whatsoever. McChicken says, go Bruins, because hockey is welcomed here. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bra- uh, Brad Marchand. He puts the... Uh, he, he puts the gal... The, the puck into the uh, basket, and they score, they score goals. Mm-hmm. I played hockey for 20 years, just so everybody knows. He's Canadian. I am. You just you're my dad told me that um uh my dad told me Canadians play hockey, so I'm gonna play hockey. Do you have to? Like, do you have to play hockey till a certain age? I think that if you don't, you get like you get sent away, you get sent to a different they're like that's like join peewee hockey or join the army. Like that's the choice in Canada. I, th- I think and, they have um, the same choice in Russia too. Yeah, like Americans always be like, "Oh, it's an American game." When's the last time a Canadian, like Canadian team, won the NHL? And I'm like, "What with fucking teams that are 80 percent fucking Canadian players?" Like, shut yeah. up. Yeah, I was gonna say. All right, I gotta drop you out. I gotta bring Mario in. I'll see All you right. in an hour. Mike N, the 8:30 question guy. We're going to take a break here. We're going to hear from my sponsors over at Symbol. That's right. It's Symbol Night. And when we come back, we will have Mario, hashtag sports, at hashtag 2.0. Hey, guys, let me just take a few seconds here and tell you about my sponsors over on Symbol. If you've thought about investing in the stock market, but you're worried about making an investment because maybe you don't know enough about investing or perhaps you're just not ready to put your money into crypto, why not invest into something you know all about and that's the sports market. Symbol brilliantly combines sports betting and investment into all-in-one place. On Symbol, you can invest in your favorite teams like the New England Patriots or take a long-term investment on teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Show your sports know-how by buying, trading, and selling shares in all of your favorite college, NFL, Major League Baseball and NBA teams. You can also earn money for every win. You can invest in season or out of season. It's up to you. Buy small, sell big. This is not some week-by-week gambling site where you can drop a wager on one game. This is your chance to be in it for the long haul. Be cautious, be aggressive, be a homer. It doesn't matter. Symbol is there for you to find the value and try to make you money. 
Symbol is offering an absolutely crazy promotion that I think they're insane for offering. However, click the link that I've left in the description and use the promo code DPN and Symbol will allow you to make a completely risk-free deposit up to $500. Use the promo code DPN and your deposit will be risk-free for 90 days, meaning if you lose money, don't like the market, don't like the website, whatever reason, you can withdraw your entire initial deposit no matter what. So go check out what I think is the coolest gambling and investing site in the world. I've left the link to the Symbol website in the description below, so I suggest you go check it out and show the world your sports know-how and how savvy of an investor you really are. Go check out Symbol by using the link that I've left in the description and make sure that you use that promo code and that promo code DPN and make a 90-day risk-free deposit for up to $500. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, you can find me over on the Dean Blundell Network at DeanBlundell.com. Follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. And uh, now it's time to bring in my 70th favorite guest over from Hashtag Sports. Follow him on Twitter, him and his partner, Paul, at Hashtag 2.0. I've tried to work a deal for three weeks now to try to trade him for Paul, but we still got him. Ladies and gentlemen, my Wednesday night co-host, Mr. Mario. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, I've been telling you for weeks, you got to give up draft picks if you want to get Paul here. (laughs) I'm trying. Belichick and I, we're going at it. Like, you want Mike? (laughs) I'll take Mike all day. If I threw a Mike and Connor. Would you give me Paul? Give me Mike and Connor six days a week and twice on Sunday, and I'll be all right. <laughs> Hashtag Alex Smith. I was sort I'm a new quarterback every time I come on the show. It's amazing. You are. I, I think that you were Alex Smith last week too, though. I think I mistaken. was. I think yeah. I was. So it's ob- it's obviously gonna be consistent. How are you, man? Uh I don't know what we're gonna talk about tonight. Uh we're gonna do what we do, Ray. And what we do is we we have very fun conversations about football and people are watching and if you're watching make sure you smash that like button so you get the engagement get the, get this thrown out to everybody in the football world it's look good at time. this guy look at this guy thank you man uh no significant <laughs> games this weekend just a couple of one-offs <laughs> here and there and nothing really too big to talk about i don't know what people want to style your buffalo bills fan. i'm a new england patriots fan i don't see why we'd have any conversation at this point but uh, yeah you know we don't have much to talk about there's not much crossover but uh it's do you, it's, do you want to see something it's... hilarious? What's that, buddy? Go watch the Rico report from last night and watch my appearance on there. Oh, you were on there, dude. I came in hot, I flipped out, I yelled like actually yelled. What? But my argument was, We're not as good as you're trying to make it sound. I was getting <laughs> mad because he was trying to beef up the Patriots, and I was getting so frustrated i'm like no we're not that good i told his buddy i'm like you're full of shit i'm like that's bullshit you're full of shit i'm like gosh i gotta watch that useless i just like we finished at the end and i was just like stop like after i cooled out like apologize i got like three times because like this buddy that was just on i kept calling him he was full of shit at the end i'm just like don't say nice things about my team (laughs) (laughs) how dare you speak nice of well you know what it is i really feel like and i've been getting this from buffalo bills fans right people think that i am conceding the loss and i'm trying to build my i'm already kind of dismissing it however as you know i believe the buffalo bills are a better team i've been saying that all season i 
I'm just very happy the Patriots made the playoffs. This was best case scenario is we get to the playoffs. The Patriots get to the playoffs. I'm not going anywhere. But best case scenario was the Patriots make the playoffs. So I really mean it when I say I'm ready for a loss on Sunday or Saturday. I don't care. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I mean, I care. But you, Dan Mitchell, Rico, Paul, I heard you all talk about Super Bowl or bust, right? I watched your whole, I watched your, how do you defend a championship? Now I know you were talking about the division. You did it. Congratulations. But even your team, first time in 20 years, you got to celebrate, you know, t-shirt and hat day on the home field. Yep. Um, Back to back the first time in 20 years. Yep. Last year, your team soaked it in. Josh Allen soaked it in. I don't know why I want to say Hoyer. Poyer soaked it in. This year, yeah, it's nice. Nobody cares about division titles when you retire. You know what I mean? When you retire, you're looking for Super Bowl. I can't remember exactly what the quote is, but you know now that this team is this team is Super Bowl or bust in their mind. Yeah, you know that. <clears throat> I know. I don't know if we said so much Super Bowl or bust. I think that was more, more reserved for Dan and Rico. It was. It was more of. You know the expect. I mean, being a Patriots fan, you know the expectation that comes with having quality players, good infrastructure in the building, and what goes on. If they do not win with expectations being so high, it's it's almost like heads have to roll. Like there was like there was a point in the season where the Bills were so Jekyll and Hyde when the Patriots took over the lead in the division, everyone was like, do you fire the offensive line coach at this point? Do you fire the defensive line coach? Do you fire a DC? What do you do in this scenario? And that all comes with expectation. And the Bills being in the situation that they are, they have they have more experience for last four out of five years. They're in the playoffs. They have that kind of feeling going into the playoffs. I thought it was so ironic. They had shirts after the game that said, we run the East when – we've been pining all year for them to get a running game and they finally get one the last two weeks of the year against two of the worst team, worst defenses in the league. And I think what the last two, I mean, you made a joke about it earlier, but the last two weeks of the year for the bills, obviously they did went out to win the East, but you look at, they didn't play their best ball offensively. They did not. And you saw the talent that was on that field, even not playing at their best, how they could win games by, you know, two scores. However, you and I both know the playoffs are a different animal when you come to the playoffs. It's kind of it's kind of a cheat. We're kind of cheating the rest of the NFL here with have the top two defenses face off in the wild card. I just think we're cheating the rest of the NFL with that. So yeah. And the point that I like to make is if the Patriots lose on Sunday or the or Saturday or the Bills lose on Saturday there's going to be very different feelings depending on the loss. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm going to finish the game and be like, all right, let's go, you know, eat Skittles. And no, I'm going to, obviously it's going to be disappointing. The season's over, but I'm going to be like, okay, Mac Jones has tasted the playoffs. Now you faced it on the road. You felt the pressure. You know what it means to, you know, to prepare for a playoff game, the grind of an entire season. Uh, Lawrence made a really good point yesterday. We were talking about Mac Jones. He said, you go, what do you got to think about Mac Jones with development is he hasn't really developed as the season went on because 
he's playing. They're not they're not focused on development with him. They're focused on week to week game planning. They said once the offseason hits, they'll put a development plan in place, things they want him to work on. He'll start getting better. So I'm kind of where Buffalo was maybe three, four years ago. We we're like, okay, that's year one of Josh Allen. Now we got to go into year two. Let's see what kind of jump he makes. What does he do year three? You start building it up. For the Bills, this you're now in the window. Now I know you're going to be good for a long time, but you're probably in that time now when you got to start making decisions. Like, can we keep Diggs, Beasley? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's can we have top offensive linemen and top defensive players and top safeties? Like, can we? Unless people are taking massive discounts, but even as a patron, I watch those good players cycle out every year. You know, because they just salary couldn't do it. You're in that window now. Mm-hmm. If they lose Saturday. The disappointment in Buffalo is going to be way more crushing than the disappointment in New England. And I'm not talking about the couple hundred Patriot fans you're going to see on Twitter. I just think as a whole, by Sunday, Monday, I'll be over it. I'll be like, you know what? Good season. We got improvement. I'm a Bills fan. I'm thinking about it Sunday, Monday. It's probably carrying with me till Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. How the fuck did we lose to the Patriots? How the fuck? You know, like, where do we go from here? Josh Allen's trillion-dollar contract kicks in. And uh, I don't know. That's just kind of where I go. Yeah, I think <clears throat> you look at it, and I talked about the expectation before, but, I mean, let's let's hearken it to another matchup. And the Steelers versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs, ever since Mahomes went and won, that's the expectation now. I mean, the Bills don't have that kind of expectation. They have, they have the goal to get there and win it, but they haven't won it yet. Now you look at Mahomes versus the Steelers. If, if they lose to Pittsburgh, which isn't an un – you know, it isn't unfathomable. Okay. I mean, you got a lot of things going on there. I remember when Ray Lewis did his retirement tour, that team played at a level that was higher than the regular season. And you see all these storylines start to manifest around the NFL. If the bills lose to the Patriots. Okay. It's happened before. They do have high expectation right now. It is like you said, it is the window. And what Ray's talking about the window, he's talking about that, that point where you have a rook, a quarterback on a rookie deal and you're able to delegate money in other areas of your team to build that part of the team up until that guy's ready to get paid. He's talking that the window is closing for Josh Allen and where he's going to end up costing the Buffalo Bills $258 million over a number of years. So that being said, yeah, it, it is that window because you started to see uh, flashes of how the Bills could be at times this year and how how they could be bad at times. You know, it's It's the Jekyll and Hyde nature for me, but the one thing – the reason why we're talking about this, Ray, is the fact that the Patriots and the Bills have two of the most solid defensive units in the NFL. I'm talking about discipline. I'm talking about playmaking. I'm talking about overall scheme. And that's why they're here. Even though the offenses of the Bills and the Patriots have been kind of like this all year, they their defenses have brought them to this point. I mean, you can talk about how multi-talented Josh Allen is. You talked about the pressure Mac Jones feels this year. He played for Saban. I don't think you get any more pressure than playing for Nick Saban in college and then coming to Bill Belichick. They're the same guy to me. Belichick and Saban are the same guy. So I don't think there was that much of an adjustment period as far as pressure goes. But like you said, Patriots have always had that mantra of week to week, opponent to opponent. We have one game on the schedule. That's it. And then we're going to go through that, and then we're going to see what we have next week. You know what I mean? So that all being said, will there be – more disappointment in Buffalo than in New England, depending on loss either way. Yeah, but you can't knock, even though 12 is no longer in town, 
you can't knock that there's expectation for Patriots fans to win it every year as well. Oh, that expectation is there. And I'll get to Joe's question here in a second. Don't put it away, Mike. <clears throat> that expectation is absolutely there. And that's just a built-in. I think the same way in some way for some Buffalo Bills fans, they're, you're almost preconditioned to disappointment. You know, as excited as you want to get, you're kind of almost ready for like, how's this team going to let me down? Because you've had to go through where with the Patriots fans the last 20 years, it's been like, okay, how's this team going to win the Super Bowl for me? Or how's this team going to get the AFC championship game? And I'm saying there are Patriot fans out there that have Super Bowl expectations. I think they're wrong, but that's, (laughs) that's their opinion. I have my opinion and it is what it is. What I'm getting at is, I'm not coming on a post game, which I'm not doing, guys, by the way. I'm not coming on a post game. Maybe I'll do yours. Hey, if you invite me. You. Yeah, absolutely. Invite me on. I'll come do yours. Come check me out Saturday night post game, hashtag sports. Or Sunday morning, however you want to look at it. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whenever that game finishes. <laughs> um, I'm not going to come out screaming and yelling if the Patriots lose on Saturday. Because I'm really going to be content with this season. And I think that from an expectation standpoint, I think the expectation is there right now. I think, though, within a day or two, people will be able to reflect. You'll have 10% of the idiots who will want to fire Belichick, uh, cut Mac Jones and his, his, you know, his dead arm. And you're always going to have that 10%. Yeah. But I think that 90% of the fan base is going to reflect on this season and be like, you know what? We went seven and nine last season with Cam Newton. We weren't even sniffing the playoffs. Uh, you know, Connor and I would come out here every week and start doing the math. Okay, if they win their next six games and Miami loses their next two, they're in the playoffs. Like we weren't doing that math this year. Mm-hmm. This math came down to hey, win and you're in. And the Patriots went into that game against Miami on Sunday. And I remember sitting there going, like, I didn't care about the game. I knew the Bills weren't going to lose to the Jets. I knew there was nothing on the line from a seeding perspective. I knew that everything was going to stay exactly the way it was. I knew that the Patriots were going to play the Bills in the playoffs. And I was like, just nobody get hurt. And now Christian Barmore did get hurt, but he practiced today, so I'm happy. But I think that, like, so there's this expectation factor. But I think that will get over very quickly. I think Buffalo Bills fans, if they lose on Saturday – there's going to be questions for a long time. You're going to be doing live streams and they're going to be saying, who do we fire? Who do we cut? Who do we have to get? What do we have to do? That yep. kind of thing. Yeah, that happens. Uh, King Cato 21 says, Mario, if the Bills lose, which would concern you more, a lack of execution or McDermott getting out coached by Belichick? Well, if he gets out coached by Belichick, he's going to join a long line of coaches. I mean, we, we can go back to that Rams Patriots Super Bowl. McVay got thoroughly out coached by Bill Belichick in that Super Bowl. I don't <clears throat> and I'm 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 probably going to I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers here of the Bills mafia, but I have been very very concerned about Sean McDermott's game management. A lot of times there will be timeouts like Belichick already realizes that timeouts are gold. You can't you can't use timeouts in in a you know fleeting fashion and do this that and the third. The Buffalo Bills throughout the season have been using timeouts just just as as an example at certain times where you're supposed to be prepared for something. Like, for example, you're going into a third down play. You're supposed to know if it's four down territory before you call the third down play. They'll call a third down play. It'll be fourth down. The clock will start ticking. They, they burn a timeout to see if they want to go for it or not. And oftentimes they start punting. And I'm like, okay, so you call the timeout to punt because you weren't sure what you wanted to do. That stuff to me 
the game within a game stuff is what's going to really rattle me on Saturday if he can't get it under control. Now, you think about that, and it makes sense because who did he learn under for so many years with the Eagles? Andy Reid. Reid has never been known for being a good game manager as far as clock management and, and such in, in that respect. So you, you could see why he would kind of be like that. And then he goes to Carolina under Riverboat Ron and goes, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I never know what Ron's doing. But that in and of itself, what would concern me more is the lack of execution by the offense because that is what's been so Jekyll and Hyde all year. And McDermott, although he oversees the team, that's not his baby. That's Brian Dable's baby. Much like you have concern about McDaniels trying to be a little bit more creative, get some of his playmakers the ball, I am the same way when it comes to Brian Dable and his play calling and the execution of the off Bills offense. Thank you, Joe, for your super chat. appreciate it. Guys, we awesome. are here with Mario from – can I say your last name? I'm never sure if I'm allowed. Yeah, Granada. Yep. Granada, right? Yep. We're with Mario Granada from Hashtag Sports. You can go check out them, hashtag, at the, on their YouTube page. Do you have an audio podcast to or is it just YouTube? We are on Spotify and iTunes as well, yeah. Find them on Spotify. Find them on iTunes. So if you're like me and you want to listen to uh, – I didn't know that they had an, a, a podcast, so that's actually better because I can listen on my way to work. Yep. You can also find them over on Twitter at hashtag 2.0. That's 2, the number 2, point, P-O-I-N-T, zero. Um, Mike, you want to throw up some questions or throw up some chats here? Maybe uh, we can get some conversation sparked. Unless you got something to bring to the table. Oh, no, you know what? You do have something to bring to the table. It was the coaches, right? It was the coaches. Well, number one, was we are going to talk about Mac Jones, but it was the coaches that was uh, specific to me. Now, long – That's not, guys, the, yeah. that's it, that's not been, the text you sent me. No, no, that wasn't the text, but I was. it, it, it sparked from the chat because we were talking about the coaches. Now, what concerns me if the Buffalo Bills lose on Saturday? Now – you guys know, being Patriot fans, the longer you go in the playoffs, you know, Black Monday just happened. Teams want to fill their their they want to fill those head coaching vacancies as fast as possible and get the program started. The problem with the Patriots winning over those years that they used to win is that sometimes you're not granted access to the coaches that you want. And most of the time you want the coaches that are in the playoffs anyway. So I mean, Charlie Weiss is, is an ex, is an example. Uh uh Cornell, um a lot of those guys that went through New England, McDaniels did it one year. But the problem was, it was you sometimes aren't granted access. If the Buffalo Bills were to lose on Saturday, now immediately, without permission, Frazier and Dable can go talk to whatever teams they want if those vacancies aren't filled. Now, that is the one thing that concerns me moving ahead. Even though I said I'm concerned about Dable's play calling, they're going to be um, uh, available immediately. And if you look at the development that Brian Dable has been able to do with Josh Allen over the past three years, taking a raw kid out of Wyoming, very green, even though he has all the physical tools that any quarterback would, would wish for, you're going to see him very high on the list as you know, like Garrett was, like you were talking about earlier and what Frazier has been able to do with that defense, you know, you know, spare parts here and there. I mean, let's just think of the safety tandem of Hyde and Boyer. That, Hyde was a cast was a was a failed cornerback in Green Bay, and Poyer was let go by the Browns. He ended up turning them along with McDermott into the best safety tandem in the NFL, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. look at what he's been able to do with free agency and draft picks and form that defense. What team wouldn't be you know interested in that? So, so are you saying that that 
the success of some of the defense is less about Brandon Bean and more about Fraser? Uh, I think, you know what, Ray, I can bring you all the groceries you want. You can mm. still mess up the meal. You never tasted my cooking, man. <laughs> no, but I'm, what I'm saying, my point is, <laughs> I should. Just make a joke. Just run with yeah. it. Yes. Yes, I, Ray, I've never tasted your cooking. But the point is, they had to do something with that. They had to do something with those parts. You know, you could scout and you could find these guys that fit into your defense, but necessarily, if, they, if, they're, if they're not what you need, this is what happens. So, um, I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a Brandon Bean, and I think it's a little bit of Frazier. I think um, Frazier's been in the league a long time, so and he's already been a head coach before, so he knows the pitfalls to look out for it if he's a head coach, which could make him a very alluring um, candidate for anyone. I've been, I've been I've been hammering it home on our channel for two years now that Frazier should have been a head coach like two years ago. So, so you're just telling the rest of the NFL. I've been trying to hammer home that Josh McDaniels should be a head coach. Matt Patricia should be a head coach. No. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read the text you sent me, if that's okay, okay. just that's good. so we can just lay it out there. What are you wearing? That was a weird one. No, uh, Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones will be the deciding factor in the success of the Patriots this Saturday. The number one reason and only way the Pats, quote, upset the Bills are if Jones does something he's never done. What will that? What that will be, I'm not certain. Now, however, I do want to point out to people that Mario sent this to me at 11.17 a.m. this morning. The last time that him and I text, sent texts were on Sunday. So he just sent this to me out of the blue. Mm -hmm. There was no context to it. Not like, hey, this is what I want to talk about. I just, I'm at work. I get a text and it's all about Mac Jones. So I just responded to him. That's what you'd like to talk about? Or you're just texting me some random thought? (laughs) (laughs) I know what day it is, Ray. I know what day it is. I know you love reading my text messages on your show. So I'd be very hey, dude, I don't put the real ones on the show. <laughs> we we've we've gone down some just stupid threads someday. If it would have been, been a Twitter thread, holes, yes. people would have yeah, we've we've gone through some stupidity. Um, so let's talk about okay. So I, what I want to know is is I, I want to get the quote here because I'm just I didn't I didn't understand it. Every time I open my phone now, for some reason, Mike ends text is up on me um if the pats upset the bills it's or if jones does something he's never done what will that be i'm not certain like are you talking like busting off a 30 yard run are you talking about throwing for 400 yards are you saying that this has nothing to do okay i'm putting words in your mouth it's not fair but i'm just trying to lay context on the table for people are you saying like this game is not going to come down to the Patriots defense? We know what the Patriots defense is going to do. It's going to come, it's not going to come down to the Bills offense or defense. We know what they're going to do. It's going to come down to can Mac Jones shock the world and over take this game and and light it on fire. Is that what you're getting at? Because that's kind of what I got from what you were saying. Like, I, and you know, as I was sending it to you, I was I was looking at all the factors going into this game. Obviously, for me, that I'm I'm an old school guy. The defense will cancel each other out. They're going to. Mm. Patriots are going to confuse Allen. Bills are going to try to confuse Mac Jones. You know, the the running you know that the running game is coming from the from the New England Patriots. You know that's going to happen. You know that Josh Allen is going to escape the pocket once or twice and, and make a big run, hopefully. You know, escape Judon, hopefully. Uh, you know they're going to try to target Diggs like eleven times. You know, because uh, uh, they're not going to have an Isaiah McKenzie mishap again. I know that's you're not going to fill Bel- you're not going to fool Belichick like that again. 
So I was looking, I was trying to, you know, I'm crossing off things here of what's going to happen in this game. Could it be a 14 to 10 game again? Once again, could it be a 16 to 10 game? Like Josh's first time he played the Patriots when he suited up and you're going through all these things. You're saying, listen, it's going to be Mac Jones. And he's going to be the most talked about quarterback after this wild card weekend. If the new England Patriots beat the Buffalo bills, because he's going to, he's going to do something in this game that was not expected of him to do. I'm not talking about win. I'm talking about in game. There's going to be some you you named it pretty well. I mean, he could have, he could bust off like a 30 yard run because are the Bills going to expect him to run and, and run up the field and do whatever these guys to do? I don't know. That's why I said the next the next sentence was I don't know specifically what that's going to be, but I know Jones, if the Patriots are to win, has to play out of his element, so to speak. I really think he has to do that. I apologize for laughing in the middle of your thing, and I kind of missed what you said at the beginning. Lawrence Owen just sent me a text message asking, saying, "What are you wearing?" So it just, it just <laughs> the boy, boy Law Dog Tuesday Night Co uh, host Law of the dog. Believe in Colts podcast. All of a sudden, I see it like pop. I'm like, "Oh, Lawrence!" And I click it open. What are you wearing? <laughs> so thanks for listening, Lawrence. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I get exactly what you're saying. And that was sort of the way I was interpreting it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your last part kind of messed me up and you're like, what that'll be. I don't know which, which could be, is it a 400 yard game? Is it a, you know what I mean? Is a, is it a Tom Brady like performance against, uh, the jets, you know, cause I think that's where he's got the most yards. Well, against. The, is it- well, the weird part is, I know you guys don't like stats, but I'll just give you guys a stat. You guys probably know this better than I do. Jones, when he throws for over 250, is two and five this year when he throws for under 200 which seems uncharacteristic in the nfl he's four and one it's because so, that's when the run game if he's throwing under 250 but the, here's the thing though if he's throwing 250 or more i'll get to chill town in just a second here i see i but i'm gonna tell you so i went on a little rant monday with with uh connor a little bit of heat but i think a lot of people agreed with me so Mac Jones has not been good for the last five games outside of Jacksonville. I mean, he beat up on Jacksonville, hung 50 points, but he was bad against the Colts. He was bad against both games against the Bills, and then he was bad against Miami. And one of the comments that people always give is, well, Mac Jones always gives the Patriots a chance, and they're getting mad at the defense, right? Because the defense can't make that last stop. Mm-hmm. And my, my comment was the Patriots' defense let up 20 points on Sunday and lost 33-24. to 24. So, no, this is not on the defense. And what Mac Jones does is allows the Patriots to fall behind by two scores, three scores. And then in the fourth quarter, late in the third quarter, mm-hmm. when teams go into their umbrella prevent defenses, he takes these long drives, moves up the field, puts a lot of points on, the, you know, puts a lot of yards up, gets the Patriots within one score. And then the other team's like, okay, I got to put it on again. The Patriots defense is exhausted. Because they yep. played through a lot of three and outs. That stat makes total sense to me because when the Patriots, things are going well, the Patriots are running the football. The Patriots aren't in a, we have to air out the football and move the ball down the field. They're handing it off to Damian Harris. They're handing it off to Ramondre Stevenson. They got a lead. They're killing the clock. They're going, they don't have time for nine minute drives when you're down by two scores. You sure. got to throw the football. Yeah. So that stat does not shock me at all. Listen, I'm happy with Mac Jones as our future quarterback. I think he will improve this year. I think though, sometimes Patriot fans have these expectations of him 
A, I said he's getting the Brady treatment, which I don't like, where it was never Tom Brady's fault. It was always the defense. It was always mm-hmm. Belichick. It was never Brady's fault. And Mac Jones is already getting that. As Lauren said, you got six Super Bowls before you can have that treatment. Mm-hmm. And or not Lawrence, uh, Connor said, you know, you have you got to win six more Super Bowls before you're going to get that treatment. So he's getting the Brady treatment, which upsets me. And then because I'm one criticize who deserves criticism. Sometimes it's coaching. I've ripped Belichick this year where I thought it was poor personnel choicing. I was pissed when he put Stevenson in the doghouse for four weeks. I just kept saying, you know, you're hurting the team to prove a point to a young player and, and whatever. So I'll rip Belichick when it needs when it needs to happen. So you got that point. My other point of that with Mac Jones is he's a rookie quarterback. And I think sometimes we have an expectation that he's going to play like a veteran, right? Yeah. Like, so I don't like that either. So you got one half that's like, oh, they're ripping Jones. Like, oh, any quarterback could do that. No, look at Joe Burrow last year. Yeah. Joe Burrow wasn't great. Look at Joe no. Burrow this year. Look at Josh Allen, his first two years to year three and four. Right. Like give him time. So I think there's a, like, so there's a double edge expectation. You can't have the expectations that, oh, he's got to play like a 10 year vet, but you also got to lay blame at his feet when it's there. I want to get to this comment by Chilltown Majors. He says, I also hear that the weather is going to have lots of wind and snow flurries. And I hope the Pats do not have the same game plan that they did when they played in Buffalo. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, there was, I mean, so there was Bills, jokes. Did the, you see the jokes on Twitter today about them losing? No. So the Bills practiced inside today because it was thirty six and it was thirty six degrees, right? Yeah. And the Patriots practiced outside and it was thirty. And it oh, was okay. talking about teams, you know, being prepared for the elements and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, it was just jokes. Just, just, just. Oh fun. yeah. Well, here's here's the, and here's the thing that's weird. And if we my. The one thing that I thought about when I was talking about Jones and I was sending you that text message was this. And I know it's going to sound weird because it was a loss, but if the Buffalo Bills see the Mac Jones, the fourth quarter Mac Jones against the Cowboys, I'm going to be terrified. I'm not going to like to watch that game because if if that fourth quarter Mac Jones against the Cowboys shows up in Buffalo on Saturday, Right, it could be a long day for Buffalo. It could be a long day, and I mean, no offense, I'm hoping for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's um, and I'm sure you're hoping for uh, the Mac Jones when Buffalo played them the last the last game that they played. You know, where yeah. Mac Mac Jones wasn't good. I'm hoping for Josh Allen, who throws three interceptions. Where, as Dean liked to say, they basically said, "Okay, Devin, you need to start learning how to run because Josh, we don't want you throwing anymore." You know, like. <laughs> He's like, don't well, throw football. He'll meet the fate of Cam Newton if he keeps running and keeps taking a pounding like he does. I mean, a lot of people did liken him to Cam Newton, obviously, with the Carolina connection with McDermott and Bean. He's a big, lumbering quarterback. Obviously, he has a better arm than Cam Newton. But the, if you take too many hits in the NFL like that, look at how that shortened Newton's career. Well, I would even say look at Lamar Jackson right now. Oh, yes. You're, you're starting to see it. And that was my worry with Lamar, right? And Lamar's like a 215 or something. He's not even yeah. that big. No. let me. But you know what? Here's funny because I got asked about, I want to say on Monday night, or maybe it was last night. It could have been last night. I got asked about Josh Allen. And someone said, do the Buffalo Bills run him too much, right? Like is a risk of injury, whatever. 
And I came back with this, and maybe this is because Tom Brady was the Patriots quarterback for 20 years, and now it's, you know, lightning fast Mac Jones. Do you know how fast, I'm not even kidding you, do you know how fast Mac Jones looks? Because you see the similarities with Brady (laughs) compared to when Brady runs. Yeah. But I said, I was asked by Rico last night, what scares me the most? You know, like what scares me the most about Buffalo? And I said it was Josh Allen's legs. And there was times in that Patriots game, the Madden joystick play, I think you guys called it, you know, run back 10 yards, come around, pick up the first down. Mm-hmm. When he needed, there was times, I think there was like a third and 10 play. The Patriots had your receivers locked down. The, the, the Bills were dead to rights. They had a spy on Josh Allen. And he managed to get to the outside and ran for 15 yards. That mm-hmm. scares me. So I was asked, do they run them too much? And I said, if I was the Buffalo Bills, especially come playoff times, I would have seven to eight designed runs a game for Josh Allen. Ooh, that's a lot. See, here's, I, I, but here's Allen's problem. Yeah. And it was Ben Roethlisberger's problem. It was Cam Newton's problem. Josh Allen needs to learn. You've done what you've done. Now get down. Give yourself up. Mm-hmm. Get out of bounds or slide. You can have a designed run. Because those design runs, for the most part, with Allen, because he's so dangerous with his arm, and this is the difference between him and Cam Newton. Josh Allen can be lethal with his arm. Cam Newton could be good with his arm. And it's not a knock on Cam. He could be a yeah. good with his arm. Allen's Josh Allen animal. Yeah. could stand in the pocket and be lethal. Yeah. That's what. Going back to when we had that faded AFC East roundtable thing, and I said that, Josh Allen's going to be the best quarterback in the division and the Chiefs fans all through their, or the Jets fans all through their hands in the air because they're all big on Sam Darnold. I said, once this kid polishes, he's going to be the best. And you're seeing it now. Because he's so lethal, you can't sell out for him running. And you can get 10, 15 yards in a design run where nobody touches him. And then he can give himself up and go down. And I would have seven or eight of them in my pocket that I'd run every game. Same thing when they said, what do you want to see Belichick do? Do you know what I thought the most genius play or the most genius call Belichick had? Super Bowl 25? No, I'm sorry. When they played the Bills. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. What is that? He didn't call an all-out blitz the entire game. He rushed four the entire game. And on the last play of the game or the last throw of the game for Josh Allen, when it mattered the most, when the offensive line thought four guys were coming at him, he sent an all-out blitz, and the Bills' offensive line looked shocked. I mean, mm-hmm. they just and, and Allen had to throw the ball down the middle of the field to nobody because, the, the, and I don't blame Allen because that old line had no idea what was coming. Like they were so shocked, you almost you kind of saw them stand up to block four and kind of went, "What the fuck?" You know what I mean? As guys mm-hmm. just came flying in. Yeah, that's what I, I want Belichick to do is is have some th- couple things in your pocket that you can call when you need to call it. You know, and, and yeah. that's, but yeah, no, I would love to see Josh Allen run more. And I think you can have design runs and I think he can protect himself if I, you can force him get down. Yeah. The thing, the thing about Allen is he's, he's still a, a young competitor and he still has that air of incivil, invincibility to him. That's just really tough. But the thing about Allen is I wouldn't, okay, I would scale that back to like four and use them reuse them you know judiciously because Allen, you know watching the games that i've watched of his over the years 
he has like three or four times where he escapes the pocket that it's a pass play. So why double down on him? Because those if you had eight runs, now it becomes 12 runs. Okay. Because he's got to escape enough. the pocket. I want to keep him under 10, basically, is what I want to do because Fair I don't enough. want this $260 million quarterback taking all these shots. But I understand your, your thought process with it. With Allen, you have to be conscious of his legs. And you know, Belichick did a great game plan, which he probably he probably sniped from Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh was rushing for the entire game, the opening opening season, opening game of the season, and they were getting pressure on Allen the whole time. But they were getting pressure, and then they were keeping him in the pocket. And if they were going to give them anything, they were going to have him roll left, and that was the biggest thing. That's why you saw Judon so many times take that wide shot on the left tackle to try to get Allen. Okay, if you're going to roll, you're not rolling inside of me because Barrymore's there, you're going to go to your left because I know that's where you're more susceptible and you can't really get it. When he goes to his right, it is it is terrifying for defenses because of his arm. You still got to cover all 53 by 120. That's the problem with Allen because usually when quarterbacks roll to their right, like I'll give you Jones. Jones doesn't have a weak arm, but if he's rolling to his right, you know that safety's going to come over, Okay. If Allen rolls to his right, that safety can't because if you have a guy that's sneaking up the sideline, Allen can hit him on the run. That's the scariest part about it. So it opens up more gaps in the middle. So I like your idea. No math, no, nothing. Um, I like your idea of running him, but I want to keep the amount of times that he gets hit or has to run the ball himself with his legs around 10 or under 10. So McChickenvlog says, I already said it, put pressure on Allen. Him and Big Ben are the worst quarterbacks under pressure statistically. Uh, can't rush three uh, like the last Bills game. Hmm. Did you know well, that statistically, that him and Big Ben are the worst under pressure? I, I didn't. I know I know that uh, from last game that Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL with play action. First in yards, attempts, completions, touchdowns, all that stuff. Which is very odd because the Bills' running game is nothing to be terrified of. And I've said this for months. It's the timing of the routes that makes Allen so successful when he runs play action. Because he's turning his back to the line. And then he finally sets up. And if he's able to set up with the play action, those routes are able to develop. Allen, he's still in his rookie deal. He's not worth $260 million yet. And we get in trouble on our channel for saying that. When he has to drop back and read, sometimes he goes through his reads too fast. And the things that have to develop aren't developed yet, and then he starts to escape and try to make a play with his legs. I remember writing you, I believe, when they were playing New Orleans on Thanksgiving. Yes. And I asked you, well, I asked you something along, is that, does Josh Allen panic under pressure? I think that's what I asked you. And you said to me, I already said, is this because of the pressure? And you said, no, he only has like two reads and then he's out. It's two re or one, two reads and out or something of that nature. Right? Like, his rookie year, yeah, he had one or two reads and he was out. And then, but it was even against the Saints, you were getting yeah. upset because you're like, it's two reads and out. That's the problem. And then you blame Dayball for that. But yeah. it was because you blame Dayball for everything. But it's, he's your McDaniels. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, one of the things that really interests me about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes does this as well. They have kind of redefined what a quarterback is allowed to do. So what was Brett Favre famous for? Brett Favre was famous for rolling to the right, throwing across his body and throwing an interception. 
usually at the end of like an NFC championship game. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have almost made it okay to throw across your body because these guys consistently roll and do things that quarterbacks are not supposed to do and complete the plays. And when we talk about, you know, we had a discussion on Friday night about quarterback eras and we, we believe that we just lived through the best quarterback era in, in football. When you brought in the Brady's, the Manning's breeze, Rogers, that kind of thing. I don't think this era of quarterback is going to match and there's more, but I don't think it's going to match that era. However, I think that this era, when you look at the Allens in the homes, are going to redefine what a quarterback can and cannot do because they do things that quarterbacks shouldn't do. And if back Jones was doing that, I'd be flipping. However, when Josh Allen from Mahomes does it, I'm okay with it because those guys know how to make those passes. Thoughts? Well, we have to realize that let's let's go back a generation, not a generation, but a, a, a little bit before that, Ray. You look at the quarterbacks that came in to the league prior to Favre, prior to um, uh, prior, Elway and Bledsoe. You talk about these guys did not have cannons. So there was a, there was a guy here and there that would, but he didn't have legs to go with it. You look at Mahomes and Allen now. The reason why you don't want to roll to your right and throw left is because you don't have the arm strength to do so to get the ball there, and guys can react on it. The difference that you have now, I think Elway was one of the first guys to even trademark that. He would roll to his right and throw back left, and he would complete it to an undrafted free agent who would go in the Hall of Fame, hopefully someday. But the point was, that's what he would do. And then you got Favre, oh my God, we could do so much with this guy's arm. We could roll him left and throw right. You know, we could do a bunch of different things with him. You're starting to see now, but you're starting to see how that could the evolution of the quarterback position where Allen and Mahomes and maybe even Herbert to a degree may be the ideal quarterback that has to come into the league. And if you don't have those physical traits, you know, we're going to have to scale back a lot of the offensive things that we can do. Having an Allen, having a Mahomes, having guys like that. I mean, just from a raw talent perspective opens up so much of your playbook, which is what, angers Bills fans so much because you could do so much with this kid in so in a variety of ways. Now, in Baltimore, I hate to offend any Ravens fans that are here, but Greg Roman literally opened the, the, the playbook he had when he had Colin Kaepernick and said, Lamar Jackson's a better athlete. He's got a better arm. We can make this work. The leading receiver in San Francisco was Vernon Davis, who was also their fastest receiver. So everybody that says, you got to get Jackson a, a receiver, Mark Andrews, that's not that's not what Roman does. It's a, I mean, they've tried to get him. They got him Sammy Watkins in one year. They got him Marquise Brown now. But the point was, he really he said, those are your talents. I'm going to put this around there. You start to see now what's going on with Mahomes and Allen. They're like, listen, this is our offense. We can put more stuff in it because of your talents. But you have to learn this first. And then you can start doing all this other stuff. So when he's not when he's not thinking about it, and you know that just as much being an athlete yourself, Ray. When you don't think, you you let your natural ability come out even more. And that's what you're starting to see in the last two years with Josh Allen. That's what you saw with Mahomes a little bit earlier. And next year, next year, when Jones has that offseason, he gets developed, he starts doing all this stuff, and he doesn't have to think so much, 
Watch how much the New England Patriots improve next year. Architectural Pack 6 says, if the Pats win, will Ray jump through a table as a celebration? I uh, concur with that statement. Uh, Do I look like a fucking Bills Mafia idiot? Do I I look like a Bills Mafia idiot? Should we light it on fire, too? And maybe... I'll tell you, I'll slam my wife through a table, like, or maybe I'll go find like my pregnant side piece and we'll slam her through a table. And I can be a real part of Bill's mafia. But let me, let me down uh, a, a 12 of, of blue first, which by <laughs> the way, nobody in Canada drinks blue anymore. Like when I found out that was a thing in, in Buffalo, I was like, who the fuck drinks Labatt's blue anymore? When I met my wife in 2005, she drank Labatt's blue. And I laughed at her because she drank Labatt's blue. Uh, no, I won't jump through. I will not jump through a table. However, we need to. Oh no, Christmas is over. I thought we we're gonna see Mario go through a table. Don't you went through a table? Where's this video of you going through a table? Is it on your YouTube page? We had. I opened my stupid mouth during a one post game, and I said, oh, "I know you had a bet. You had a bet, but is it on your YouTube page? Because I want to screenshot it and funny. play it for the people." Yeah, I have it. I could send you the. Uh, I'll send you the video. Okay, perfect. Itself. Thank you. So the next we had, week when you're we had on, I can four different you. angles. Film it. It was amazing. So I'll tell you what. If the Bills win, we will play the video next week. If the Patriots win, we will play the video next week. So that's the deal. I'll make with you guys. Okay, Jeez. we got we got about 15 minutes or so. That's just last. Um, Math is hard. That comes from hashtags. Is that you or is that Paul? Is that you? That, math is that's hard. That's me because someone talked about I, I shouldn't do math. I no, no, they're don't. avoiding their trig homework to watch us, so I shouldn't Ma- bring up more math. That's math. Math is hard from for the math teacher again. The education system in the United States. I question it on a daily basis. Okay, fifteen <laughs> <laughs> only because you're a teacher. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know what you got planned, but I'll let you. I'll let you do your thing. But I. I am so enthralled talking about the, the whole NFL now of, of all the great storylines that are going on in the NFL with the matchups that are going to happen this week. Well, that's what we're going through right now. Is that what we're going to do? All right. Yeah, let's do that's it. Say. We got 15 minutes left. Yes. Don't have a lot of time. So let's not argue about any of this. Let's just kind of give our opinions and move no, on. Let's go. Cool yeah, with that. I, got you. I want to go through game by game. Um, Las Vegas Raiders just played. An absolute classic against the Chargers. You couldn't script that game. I I believe that somebody in Pittsburgh, some filmmaker, maybe Pittsburgh dad and his crew will make a movie about that last Sunday, about the Steelers beating the Ravens, and then just what Steelers fans had to have been going through watching that Chargers Raiders game when it looked like the Chargers were just or the Raiders were just content running out the clock until Brandon Staley was like, "Hey, timeout," and they're like, "Okay, bud." No problem. That was, that was that was very hockey of me. All right, bud. That's a very like Toronto okay. hockey guy. Uh, okay, bud. coach. What's going on, bud? Hey, bud. It, it drives me nuts. That's why I don't like hockey players. Like I played hockey for twenty years, hated hockey players because they'll be walking and be like, "What's up, bud? Yeah, we're gonna go out there, hey, bud. Oh yeah, you're chirping, hey, buddy. I always hey, wondered why hockey players put Y's on the end of everybody's names. Hey, buddy. You, oh yeah, come you? on, Routsky. Come on, let's go, buddy. Let's go. Let's go, Matty. Let's go there, Matty. All right. What's up, Routsky? You'd be Mari. You'd be let's go, Mari. Let's go, buddy. Let's go, Mari. Come on, bud. Come on, bud. Oh, yeah. yeah it you, was. That's oh, yeah. You're part. chirping, eh, bud? Hey, yeah. You want to go away? Hey, yeah. Come on, bud. <laughs> Anyways, that's welcome to Canadian hockey players. 
They're visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow is quickly becoming my favorite person in the NFL, not just for what he does on the field, his swagger, his the way he will talk. He will speak so sweetly, but talk so much shit about whoever he's talking about with a big smile on his face. Uh, completely called out the Ravens after they said, you know, let's not put him in the Hall of Fame yet. Just sit there fucking running up the score. They're up by 50. He's still throwing touchdown passes, five over 500 yards. Raiders, Bengals, Cincinnati's a five and a half point favorite. I'll tell you right now, I'm taking Cincy and I'm taking the five and a half. Like I'm just, uh, I, I would, they're, I think they're going to win by double digits. They will win by 14. They're the hottest team coming into the playoffs, even though they sat a lot of guys last week. I am just, you know how storylines sometimes overshadow everything. When the Raiders got in, first name that came to my mind, Ray, John Madden. Yeah. Uh... Are they going to go on a run now? Is this the tribute to, to good old Madden? I'm like, oh God, no, don't let not not this year. Don't do it this year. Do you know but, what would be the most Madden thing? What? The Green Bay Packers, because when he worked for Fox, ah. he always covered the <laughs> Packers game. Packers versus the Raiders in the Super Bowl. That would be oh, the most Madden Lord. Super Bowl in the world. Denzel can play Mike Tomlin in the movie. Actually, he'd probably make a good Mike Tomlin. You know who'd be- play him better? Omar Epps. Oh, he would. He would. <laughs> Can we use your TikTok connections and make this movie? Can we find let's, people? Let's let's do it. I don't know what these connections you speak of, but I don't have any. I really don't. You don't have. I spilled the beans on you last week. How many followers you have? I didn't give your at handle though, so they go harass you. I just uh, well, I was good. like, I was like, Mario is a fucking TikTok star. It's unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. And I comment on his shit all the time doesn't like it doesn't fucking comment back he's just like and i watch him and i go through the fucking comments and i see like creator comment creator comment creator like this creator like this, you creator said that i was calling you out on one of mine i can't no i was joking you no, said i know you were something. joking but i couldn't remember the video like there's it, videos i don't even get to it was it was something about um a parenting like if your kids i said don't attack me that's what i said <laughs> Was, no, were, I had a student come in. I basically filmed myself saying that one of my students came in and it's a student that's never absent. And and we yeah. had, it was like 12 degrees here Fahrenheit. Yeah. So uh, I had a student come in. I was like, well, why were you absent? Why weren't you in class yesterday? And he said, oh, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. If I'm older than the temperature is outside, I ain't coming in. And I, I couldn't stop laughing for like five minutes. It was hilarious. Yeah, no, that wasn't what yours was something about a parent. Yours was like, it's actually a serious message. It was something to do with parenting. Oh, Oh yeah, it was the money. It was the money one. I'll go back and record. Uh, I know exactly the one the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. If your if your kids mean more than or if money means more than your kids or something of that nature. Yeah. I just remember I said stop attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> I got you on that one. That's all I said. All right. Uh we're running out of time here. I only got eight minutes left with you. And I gotta yeah. bring Mikey in. Uh Philadelphia Eagles of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are an eight and a half point favorite. As much as I want to see the Philly story continue on, as much as Tom Brady has struggled against NFC East teams in the playoffs, even though they have beat the they have beat the the he did beat the Eagles once in the Super Bowl. Uh, I gotta take Tampa in this game. I just don't think Philly's there yet. I think next year is Philly's year. Yeah, um, the only way I could see the Eagles actually escaping with a win here is if uh, what you said at the onset, there's something very dangerous about a team that doesn't even think they should be in the playoffs and they have nothing to lose. That's why a lot of these week 18 games, you guys saw these teams that have losing records play teams with winning records win. You saw Seattle do it. That was their Super Bowl. 
you, you saw a lot of these teams that aren't in the playoffs. That is their last game of the year. That's basically in, on, in an audition for a lot of these players that are on contract years to play out of their minds against these playoff caliber teams and say, hey, look, look what I did against a playoff caliber team. So that is why you see some of those things. I think the Eagles would have to play absolutely out of their mind uh, to beat the Buccaneers, but I got the Bucs winning as well. So clearly you're going to be playing Alex Smith in the Alex Smith movie because the chats just keep coming up. Is Mario secretly him? Mario, tell the truth. Are you secretly Alex Smith? Uh, I will I will confirm for everyone right now. I am not Alex Smith, but if Drew Bledsoe ever has a documentary, I definitely want to be, I want to play him 100%. You want to play Drew Bledsoe? I, want to, I have his throwdown packed, Razor. Yeah, but you look like Alex Smith, though. You're How much do you look Alex like Smith. Alex Smith? I get him and Rodgers all the time. It's weird. No, I don't see the Rodgers. I see the Alex Smith, though. Um, All right, San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I don't know if you saw the beginning of the show. Uh, So for the general manager who can't evaluate talent, three Bill Belichick quarterbacks are starting playoff games on Sunday. One obviously being McCorkle. The other one being Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. And Jimmy Garoppolo starting against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Dallas Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorite. The Dallas Cowboys know how to disappoint in the playoffs. The San Francisco 49ers know how to win in the playoffs. I'm calling the upset. I'm going with San Francisco. I'm going with the hotter team going into the playoffs. It seems to be the theme of the Dallas Cowboys, isn't it? Just to go go to the playoffs and lose. Um, oh God, I, I don't know. I don't know if the Niners have enough to beat the Cowboys, but it, it definitely it renews that rivalry from the 90s. I will, just to go against you, I will say that the Cowboys will exercise their playoff demons and they're going to they're gonna beat the 49ers. Sunday night football game. A lot of people don't think this should be the Sunday night football game. The 12.5-point favorite Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me tell you this. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win. I don't think I can take the hot take and say Pittsburgh because it just it's hard. I will say I do not believe Kansas City will cover the spread. I think it's going to be a tight game. I don't think they're going to cover the spread. And if I'm going to be wrong, this is the game I'm going to be wrong. That's what I'll say. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of mo- emotions of that game, and that's why they put it on Sunday night. If it is Big Ben's last game, you're sending him off properly. You're not you're not sending him off at a one o'clock game. You know what I mean? Do you think Arrowhead gives him some sort of send off, shows the respect for Ben, or do you think they're their regular dickhead fans? Because I believe deep down that Buffalo fans and Patriot fans, if we were hosting them, would have given him a proper send off of some sort, some sort of thank you, Ben, one of those guys. To me, Chiefs fans are just fucking selfish dicks. Uh, a name, a blast from the past, Neil Smith. Neil Smith played for the Kansas City Chiefs for like nine seasons. Yeah. He got, he got, he got, uh, they caught him. He ended up signing with Denver. The first game of the year, the following year, he ran out of the tunnel. The whole stadium booed him. This guy was your stud on the opposite of Derek Thomas for nine years. And you boo him when he comes back the first time. Like, really, dude? After being really? cut. After yeah. being cut. That was like people who were mad at James Harrison when he signed with the Patriots. Why? Like, how he could you cut. do that? How could you do that? Blah, blah. I'm like, if the Steelers didn't cut him, he wouldn't have signed with New England. He would have been this a Pittsburgh Steeler. Yeah, he, he didn't say cut me. Like, Mike Tomlin made that decision. So, 
no yeah no i i really do though i believe because i always talk about ben roethlisberger and say like you cannot at least i can talk from a Patriots fan perspective you cannot write the history of the new england patriots without including ben roethlisberger in it there's just been so many moments against pittsburgh regular season and playoffs that big ben has been involved in and i do think and i think that there's been a lot of outpour from patriot fans as he was going off i saw a lot on twitter and a lot of respectful things i do think I don't, you know, I think there would have been some sort of proper send off. I think Buffalo fans understand, you know, Buffalo fans are real fans. I say that all the time and they understand football. I think that there would, there would be some sort of, you know, what it reminded me of, I think like if, if Brady's last game was in Buffalo, it would almost be like when Jeter got cheered at Fenway. You know what I mean? As much as you boot him every time he walked in, you don't think the Buffalo fans would recognize because you can't write the history of the Buffalo Bills without talking about Tom Brady. No, you cannot. And I understand where you're coming from. I I think it's it's too close to home at this point. Would you? Like, would you cheer it, him or would you boo him? Well, here's the thing in that in the New York Boston rivalry, they both won titles within that time frame. Okay, you're saying so because because the Brady's Patriots dominated the them. Bills. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it, you'd have the Bills would have to win one before Brady came back and retired in Buffalo. What about Belichick? Would they give Belichick a send off? I would. Or do they hate? Or do they hate Belichick more? I would. I don't. Coaches really don't take that much heat, but you know, I, I think. Uh, excuse the, me. The Bills. The Bills. Bill Belichick that, does. No, I'm saying I'm saying the Bills wouldn't be the only team that harbors ill will toward Belichick. It's not just. I don't think Brady versus the Bills. There's no one likes him. I mean, someone threw up. Uh, a gift from Pandora's box Dildo. down on the you can, field. You can use the word. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but the point was, no, I don't think, I, I think a lot of people are like, why can't, why can't we have that coach? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the, it's not that no one ever said, why can't we have Brady? Everyone was like, why can't we have that type of coach here that mm-hmm. does it? So it's, um, it's a little bit different for him. All right. We got two minutes, one minute. Monday night, January the 17th. Which is Arizona. weird, right? I like weird. it, though. I like it. Arizona Cardinals, LA Rams. Rams are four-point favorites. Matt Stafford, enjoy your playoff game. I'm going Kyler Murray. J.J. Watt is back. DeAndre Hopkins, I believe they think could play, correct? Yes? No? No? Uh, yes. It's on the fence right now. We'll have to find out more toward game time. I'm taking Arizona straight up. Give me the Rams. Get the Rams. Okay. The, there's there's just too much on the table for for Stafford at this point. I mean, you want to talk about heads rolling in Buffalo if the Buffalo Bills lose to the Patriots. If the Rams lose, given all the moves they made this year, how much draft they don't have a first round pick until I, I'm a grandfather. Like it's serious over there in LA. Fortunately, the they don't. Fortunately, they don't have fans though, so there's gonna be no one there to. <laughs> you ever met a Rams fan outside of St. Louis? They have St. Louis Rams fans, but you ever met? I've a never Rams met fan? a Rams fan. No. No. I know one Rams fan. That is weird, though. I was a, I was a big Kurt Warner fan, dude. Huge. So you know, Master of Work, he does like hate videos and stuff, right? During the Super Bowl hate, like the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, when they faced the Rams, he couldn't find a Rams video maker to go after. Like it, he was trying. We both said it was the most boring lead up. There was no smack talking. There was no nothing. Like there was no Rams fans in my comments. Like we were legit, just like looking for Rams fans. We couldn't find any. It was a, <laughs> all right. Last thing we're gonna last point we're gonna talk about. We don't have a lot of time. Really, we're done time. I'm gonna extend you a little bit longer. Gotcha. Saturday, January the 15th, 8 15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Buffalo Bills are a four-point favorite hosting the New England Patriots. The trilogy 
completing. I'm trying to think of the last time these two teams met in the playoffs. It was 1968. 1968. I think so, someone, someone posted on Twitter, like Buffalo Bills. Never. Players. Let's just say but never. They've never played in the Super Bowl era. They've in the Super Bowl era. So we've never had a trilogy before. Mm-mm. Even better, this series is tied. So there's yes. no like, oh, the Patriots won the series or, oh, the Buffalo Bills won. It's tied. This is the tiebreaker. It's the big one. It's for all the people, marbles. A lot of people talking about this is the division. This is the divisional game. Can the Buffalo Bills, let me ask you this question before you say you give your pick. Can the Buffalo Bills fan base, because the team, but can the Buffalo Bills fan base flex their AFC championship title, AFC East division title, if they lose to the Patriots in the wild card round? Means nothing. Means absolutely nothing. Four Congratulations. Point Four point favorites. Uh, I have, I am taking the Bills. And I'm taking them to cover. Because I think they're going to get those 15 points and they're going to go 8-0 on 15 points, a 15-point favorite or more. I don't think Mac Jones, we know what the defense is going to do. I don't think Mac Jones is going to keep pace with Josh Allen. That's not a knock on Mac Jones. You and I will have a very different conversation next year about our quarterbacks. But going into this game, it has to be the Bills, in my opinion. Uh, Saturday, 8.15, around midnight, when you come to on the show, Ray, you will be right about the team. You'll be wrong about the score. I think Closer is, or bigger? This is a 17-14 to 14 victory for the Buffalo Bills. So they're not covering. The, these two teams just know each other way too well. Way too well. And you, know, you know that whole thing where they say, they say you're already a three-point favorite if you're playing at home, right? Yeah. Bills haven't been stellar at home. So they're they're actually saying that the Bills will cover a touchdown against New England. I don't think they're a touchdown difference. Funny story: the Patriots have a way better road record than a home record too. Like their road record's phenomenal. They, and actually, no I was looking to win anywhere. I think we talked about it last week. We looked at the stats: the difference between Josh Allen at home and on the road too. And his stats are way better on the road than they are at home. Right when we look when uh, when I shared those stats, I didn't come up with them. Of course, someone on Twitter put them out because I would not do the research. But, guys, uh, this is Mario from Hashtag Sports. You can, of course, head on over to the Hashtag Sports YouTube page. Him and his partner, Paul, they do great work. You can either catch their live streams over there. They got a bunch of other people who work for them. Uh, I watch them sometimes, but I'm always just looking for my ugly friend over there uh, and his good-looking partner. Uh, not only are they live, they do the – my my – favorite stuff as he knows is them riding in the car um conversations are fun paul eats donuts with two hands i love it uh i found out so the podcast it's not is it the car too or is it just the live streams that are on spotify uh, and just Apple the live and streams YouTube? because of the the audio we have we've been uh we've been fighting the audio for a number of years if, if it's raining out we can't do it so that's how bad the audio is but is it I just you guys or is it all your live streams your other people too the, all, all, all the live streams. So you can find all the hashtag stuff. You can follow them on Twitter. They got like ten Twitter followers because Mario got their hashtag uh, sports. He had more. They had more Twitter followers than me, and uh, he told Connor he was going to murder him. And uh, <laughs> now they have like fifty followers. I, but go get him a one. I don't think I was the first person to ever say that. Number two, uh, <laughs> uh, if you guys, I may, have, like... I may have texted it a few times. But, uh... <laughs> um. If you guys want, 9.30 tonight, in about an hour, a little bit less than an hour, uh, all the usual suspects minus Kaiser Soze are going to be on the Buffalo on Hashtag Sports tonight. It's going to be me, Paul, Mike, and Joe. 
Uh, so we're going to be previewing the game. So if you want to get a, uh, a look behind the curtain, uh, it's going to be obviously mostly bills, but it's going to have an objective take like Ray does here. Uh, you come on over to hashtag sports and uh, watch the preview that we have for tonight's live stream. It's going to go up on an hour. So I appreciate that. And uh, I guess I should pitch my thing. I'm going to be on the AFC's round table tonight. I think it's on master at works channel starting at nine o'clock. So come check us out for half an hour. And then Good at nine 30 <laughs> at nine 30, go check out the Buffalo bills channel. Um, I've done the Buffalo bills rounds now. Uh, I have, I've never been invited to hashtag unless we're doing uh, a round table or doing a post game. I've never just come and previewed a game with them, but I can't anymore. I can't this week anymore. I'm exhausted. I haven't eaten yet. And I got to finish this at nine and jump straight to the round table. I've got a pulled pork sandwich sitting upstairs with onion rings. It's going to be ice cold by the time I go up, you know, I, I know I need, I need McChicken and Ed and the boys in, in the chat. If I missed your name, I'm sorry. Hold me to this. Make sure you guys keep the receipt razor. We'll be in the car come the summer. If we'll you're be, he's gonna be if you're car. president, will let me in your country. I will I will be there for sure. I gotta I get a passport. I gotta get a passport. It's very difficult right now for me to get a passport because of all this COVID uh, crap. Uh congratulations to Canada too, by the way. Um the United <laughs> States has just made us a level four travel risk and <laughs> travel advisory and has advised uh people from the usa see the cdc has advised americans to not travel to canada congratulations guys we did it we're the best in the world we have the we have the number one rising cases of every like first world country in the world congratulations canada we're, we're number one yes mario always appreciate having you on man we will be there soon i, I am looking forward to the car Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mario from Hashtag Sports. Make sure you go check them out. Guys, we're going to take a quick break here from my sponsors over at Newsbreak, and we'll be bringing in our boy Mike N to answer those Patreon questions and some more questions from the chat. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, they're also my bosses. I have been marked as a top contributor for Newsbreak covering the entire NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, and it directly supports my channel. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency. Every time somebody downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket. So download the app, get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my NFL content for free while also supporting the channel. It's a win-win for everybody. So please take 30 seconds and download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. And we're back live here on Talking Football with Ray. Of course, you can find me on the Dean Blundell Network over at DeanBlundell.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. And if you're listening to the audio podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and of course, uh, my podcast will be doing something really interesting soon with the Dean Blundell Network, some partnership with Spotify. Excited. I'll tell you guys more when I know. Follow me over there. Come over to the YouTube channel. Mikey, you're back. Good job with the comments tonight, bud. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'll teach you to be a producer soon. You'll get there. Yeah, I like twirling the sign. It's great. Did, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy doing this? Because if you want to do this, you can come on every. I will send you can come on every night and do the comments if you want. If it, I if I am not busy, like I have not been the last couple nights because of this, I will. I will, and I will let you know that I am behind you the should, screens. You should never be busy because you're supposed to be here at eight thirty every night. I will try to not be busy. <laughs> you made a commitment to me like four days ago. No, but it's, oh I, mean, God, like, Connor, I mean, like, Connor, you're Connor, you're Connor, you're Connor me all over. I've listen, gone through this. I, I'm going to go get training. 
I've uh, gone, I've gone through this again. I'm go, I've gone through this before where the guy's like, Oh yeah, I'll commit. Yeah. No problem. And then fucking right out the door. No. All right, guys, make sure you head on over to my Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. It's only five bucks a month. Uh, you get to hang out with me if you want, man. Mikey started as a Patreon member. Now he's a regular member of the show. Um, we put out, uh, the link every day we put out a stream yard link so if you want to jump in and say hello for 20 minutes at the beginning of the show you can and every friday we do that patreon hangout the entire friday show is all the boys uh we also uh, answer your questions so we're going to answer them right now this comes from our patreon page great news mikey thomas back back in action Good he's to feeling hear. better thomas says all right i'm back sorry for not posting but this cold was really nasty so which game plan will bill have up his sleeve will it be run heavy uh, Thomas, I do believe that it'll be a run-heavy game. If Mario and I spoke about it tonight, the Patriots win when Mac Jones throws for 200 yards or less. They lose if they throws for 250 or less, or 250 or more. Why? Because when Mac Jones only thrown for 200 yards, that means the run game is working. That means the Patriots are leading. That means they're running the ball effectively. It becomes a Damian Harris or Andre Stevenson show. One thing that the Buffalo Bills haven't seen is both Harris and Stevenson at the same time. I know Harris played against them in that windstorm. However, Harris was playing with that hamstring. He was limping around. He had that big bust off that big run, but they haven't seen both guys consistently rotating through the game. I want to see a heavy dose of rotation, a little bit of Brandon Bolden, some screenshots, some tosses. I want to see them get John U. Smith involved in the game. Uh, I think it'll be run heavy. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I think it's going to be run heavy. I will I will put a caveat in there that I think Johnny Smith might see the ball a little bit, so it's going to be, you know, yards after catch kind of running stuff, so we'll see. I mean, the Patriots have to mix it up a little, right? So Thomas says, would you feel more comfortable playing the Bengals? Uh, no, I think the Bengals are a fantastic team. Joe Burrow, uh, I know that. He didn't do it throughout the whole season, but if you took in like the last six weeks of the season, that guy could definitely be an MVP candidate yeah. if we were only looking at the end of the year. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is slowly becoming the face of the NFL. I think that Cincinnati is a good team. They've got so many weapons. I think they have more weapons than Buffalo. I know that Buffalo Bills fans will say, pick your poison, but do you want to go up against Higgins or Jamar Chase or Boyd? Do you want to try to stop Joe Mixon? I know that offensive line isn't great. That defense is good, though. There's a lot of things to like about the Cincinnati Bengals. No, I mean, and we may end up facing Cincinnati. and The Patriots may end up facing Cincinnati anyhow, but I don't mind the trilogy. I don't mind going up against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the one piece of confidence I do have is Bill Belichick is senior for a third time. Mike? Yeah, I, I totally agree here. There was some narrative last week that, uh, you know, like Bill Belichick would decimate you know, the Bengals, if we played them because, you know, newer coach, younger quarterback, Patriots secondary hasn't been that great. And, you know, fast forward now, if I think if Jalen Mills wasn't in this game against the Bengals, we'd probably be pretty screwed. So, yeah. And Jalen Mills can't play, right? Because he's not going to, he's not going to make meet the five days. Correct? No, I'm pretty sure when I read it initially, he cannot play. Like there is no window yeah. for him to play. I say because, it's only four days as of Saturday. If they were playing Sunday, he could have tested out and got back right. in. But uh, because they're playing Saturday, he's out. But I totally agree with you. I don't think this Patriots secondary could handle the, what's gonna what what's gonna come from Cincinnati. No, they could. They couldn't handle uh, Buffalo last time. Isaiah McKenzie got got 
behind him and was catching the football like crazy. Yeah, Miles Bryant is not good. No. He's not not good. Not good. Alex says, I know that this is really a hot take, but what if Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick aren't utilizing Jonu Smith correctly because they both know they're going to need a secret weapon that no one has seen before going into the playoffs? Thoughts? Uh, you're right, Alex. That's a super hot take. I don't believe it's a correct take, though. I want to believe it because that'd be amazing. I do think, I do agree with Mike. I think that they're going to use him a little bit more. They're going to try to throw a wrinkle into the into the plans. Um, try to throw something at Buffalo that they hadn't seen, and Jonu Smith would obviously be something they hadn't seen. However, I don't think that they haven't used him for 17 games just to hold him for the playoffs. But I agree with you in the fact that I don't think they're holding them back. However, I do think that they're going to be looking at some spe specific plays, specific, some specific plays that will be designed for Jonu Smith to just throw some wrinkles into Buffalo's plan. Mikey? Yeah. Listen, Bill Belichick does play chess with some things. You don't hold Jonu Smith back this long for some for a scenario like this. I'm I'm sorry. Like they would have utilized him way more last week, the week before, secured themselves, you know, just a better record, a better seating. Um, especially when you potentially have a, a chance at the number one overall seed. That yeah, it's a hot take to say the least. I also think we would have seen it week seven after they were two and four. Like that's yeah. when they would have had to unleashed it. They couldn't because at that point they had no chance at the playoffs. I think what they're like a 30% chance of making the playoffs at that point. Right. So my, yeah, my, my, if you want to hear like a semi lukewarm take on Johnny Smith, I think he's been playing hurt all season. Um, uh, I think that's, that's a the cold take. I think a lot of people would agree with you. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it Or well, I don't know what you call it, but I know I totally agree with you. Uh, Thomas says, if we could add one player right now for only this game, who would it be? And I don't know if he means like a free agent hanging out there right now that could possibly be available or anything. But if I could just pick any player in the NFL for this one game to get us through this game, I would add TJ Watt. I would have Johnny Smith on one side, TJ Watt on the yeah. other. Or not Johnny Smith. Um, Yeah. No, no. Uh, Matthew Judon. Uh, Matthew Judon on one side, TJ Watt on the other side, and just be like, go. Uh, it'd be yeah. like the clowny JJ Watt connection, right? Just go. One of those yeah. two are going to get through. Uh, that That's exactly who I take. As for free agents that are available, I don't know if it's definitely a free agent, but if the Belichick was going to pick up the phone right now and say, hey, do you want to come play the playoffs with us? Uh, every squirrel needs his nut. Number 11, Julian Edelman. Yep. Um, I would probably pick a DB, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Rhodes, pick, pick any high-end DB out there. I would love to just shut down both sides of the field and, and force teams to, you know, take a second look down there with the Pats. If I was going to go offensive side of the football, I was really, I know it was only like two or three plays last week, but like Jalen Waddle, like just how quickly he was able to get off the line of scrimmage. If I was to say the Patriots would, were going to use a high round pick on a receiver, that's what I would want. Somebody who's just like seven, eight yards down the field, like as soon as the ball is snapped, that would really serve serve them well right now, too. Brian Lynch says, who has more pressure to win? It feels like the Patriots might be playing with house money while the Bills have higher expectations. And that's really been my narrative and the theme of what I've been saying for the last couple of days. 
I know that there's Buffalo Bills fans and New England Patriot fans out there that say, I'm just doing this for compensation. I'm just trying to set myself up. So if they win, I'm like, oh, I'm wrong. And if they lose, it's like, oh, I knew it. Uh, but no, I do believe that there's more pressure on Buffalo to win. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the Patriots players are going to have a little bit. They're not going to just say, like, well, we're not supposed to be here. They're definitely going to have pressure to win. But again, the, the Bills are in their window right now. This is when they need to try to make a Super Bowl run. The Patriots got another four five four years of Mac Jones on a rookie deal before he's going to move into big money, assuming that he's going to keep progressing and getting better every year, kind of, you know, take the, always take those steps. Uh, yeah, I, I'm happy. I think a lot of Patriot fans at the end of the day, as I've said already many times, if the Patriots lose on Saturday, I think by Sunday night, Monday morning, Patriot fans will be able to uh, reflect back on the last two years. They'll first look at the seven and nine season, Cam Newton. And then you can look at a 10 win team, 10 and seven. They would have been 10 and six if it wasn't for an extra game. And you go to the playoffs when teams like, and this is no shot, but think about the Indianapolis Colts. Think about the Baltimore Ravens. Think about LA Chargers, all those fan bases who don't get the extra day of football. Uh, I think there's a lot more pressure on Buffalo. Mikey? Yeah, for all the reasons that you just said. Listen, Brian Dable's, uh, Brian Dable, (laughs) Sean McDermott's job could be on, on the hot seat next season, if not, the you know the following day if they lose to the patriots there's way too much talent on that team to kind of you put it best kind of limp into the playoffs the way they have everybody at the beginning of the season thought they were going to go what like 12 and 4 at the or 12 and 5 you know 13 and 4 at the very least so uh yeah no i totally agree and i totally agree with master tama here too says uh Master Tama, 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 Tama. No matter what, I'm proud of Mac and the boys. Great season. Yeah, I think it was a great season. I think that there's nothing more Patriot fans could ask for. They're gonna we're gonna see a playoff game. We got to see Mac Jones. We I think we all feel good about the future. And they won 10 games. Uh this is think about the conversation we were having at this time last season. Think about Connor and I sitting here talking about the season being over. The last game of the season last year, when the Patriots were playing the Jets, I was watching a different game because the game meant nothing. I missed Mac or uh, Cam Newton's final game because I didn't care. And the Patriots were out of the playoffs. They had six wins before that final game. Um, This year is a completely different conversation. We're talking playoffs. Saturday night, we're going to be watching playoff football. And... I think Lawrence is sitting in right here. Patriots reached where I figured they would. Anything more is gravy. I 100%. I can't disagree more. And I hope that Patriot fans are taking that mentality. Again, next season, we might be having a very different discussion. I don't know if I'm happy with 10 wins, especially if they address that number one. The chicken says, I don't agree with the Super Bowl or I'll burn my season tickets and chant fire Belichick. Uh, Mr. Snoopy has uh, taken (laughs) over McChicken's McChicken Vlogs account. Come on, that's hacking, man. That's identity theft. You know, that just makes me think, though, to before the second Bills game, the uh, the media narrative, at least in the Boston area, on the uh, two big sports networks was, if Belichick loses this game, do they look for a coaching change? And, like, after that game, they caught fire. 
Now they they've stumbled since, right? But it just goes to show you. You know what the they, problem with the Boston media is, and and again, I'm I'm cautious of what I say because I live in I I work in a industry which is the. It's not main street media, but it's 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 content. I I need people to click my stuff. I need you to click the podcast. I need you to click my videos on Newsbreak. I need you to click my articles on DeanBundell.com. It's why I talk about it because if I didn't need you to click, I wouldn't even tell you about it. I would just produce it and whatever happens, happens. Right. I need right. people to click. I need catchy headlines. I need people to want to watch what I have to say. However, when the Patriots went on their seven game win streak, Karen Garrigian wrote an article called it's AFC championship or bust. She talked about the expectations. She talked about how good the new England Patriots are. I, I I'm a subscriber to the Boston Herald. I like Karen Garrigian, but she talked about them going all the way to the AFC championship game. That has to be the expectation. That's how good this Patriots team is. Then they lost to the Colts. I want to remind you the seven game winning streak was broken by the Indianapolis Colts. And her next article was the Patriots have been exposed. The Patriots are showing who we thought they were. And I'm like, how do you go from before this Colts game talking about how it's AFC championship game or bust to suddenly they've been exposed? Now, let me stop people right there because I know people are going to say, oh, Ray, you were so high on Mac Jones. And then you flipped it near the end of the season. You talked about this rookie wall. I didn't do it after the Bills game. I didn't do it after the Colts game. I didn't do it after the next Bills game. I did it after the Dolphins game. Because four of five games, Mac Jones wasn't good. To me, that's a big enough sample size to turn around and say, Mac Jones hasn't been good the last four of five games. I didn't do it before that because I need this. I don't go, as a fan, I'm going to react game to game, but I don't go to these levels game to game. It's a slow build. The The other cool thing, too, is expectations changed a little bit this season. We kind of, you know, saw the heights, saw the lows. And I think we, you know, obviously, you know, the, the Patriots coaching staff sees this. They, they have a pretty good picture of what they need to fix year next year to be a, not just a good team, but potentially a great team. So that, that's actually really, that's great. That's awesome. Going yes, into I, this was ju- I was just optimistic for everybody who's going to, you know, think on Friday that like I'm an angry old man that hates the Patriots (laughs) just a typical Boston fan but you know what like what I get at is is heading into last offseason we sat here on this show and we said this is Belichick's biggest offseason has to nail free agency has to nail the draft I would argue that heading into this offseason, I think it's the same expectations. I think that this team has shown they're, what, five pieces away? A middle linebacker, a defensive back, a wide receiver, another edge rusher that can set the edge on the run, maybe some depth at offensive line. Mm -hmm. That, to me, that's what they're away from us talking about Super Bowls. And you know what's also great about that? You know, we'll talk about all this at nauseum, I'm sure, in weeks. But other than, like, wide receiver there, those are all very fillable things for the Patriots to find because Bill Belichick can 
find any one of those positions in later rounds and make somebody, uh, you know, just a guy look like somebody potentially. Potentially. Absolutely. And let's not forget, this is probably Hightower's last go. This is probably McCordy's last go. They'll be off the books. There's going to be a veteran out there that they can replace those guys with, at least one of them, because they, they need to make sure they keep that that core leadership and the, there needs to be leadership in the locker room. Yep. I think Hightower's done for sure. McCordy could be back. I'm not discounting McCordy coming back. Yeah, I saw an interesting article e- either today or yesterday. Again, the days are blurring together, guys. Um, it was actually like gave me good vibes about them potentially signing JC Jackson to a long-term deal. It was Devin McCourty basically saying like, I trust JC to like run this defense if he needs to. And that was me kind of wondering, is this like the wink, wink, nod, nod that, you know, Bill may actually give him the big contract and say, you're the guy, you know? So a little bit of thinking there. Terry says Boston media is the worst. They'll shit on you real quick. Yeah, they will. (laughs) Did you see the NBC sports tweet that went out? uh, I think it was yesterday, the day before. Yeah, it was yesterday where they said, if Mac Jones struggles in the cold against Buffalo to start the game, do you bench him and put Brian Hoyer in for a while? Yeah, that's absolute fucking nonsense. Absolute nonsense. We saw Brian Hoyer in Kansas City. Somebody was breathing down his neck and he had no idea. Well, here's my here's my other thing too, right? Like, why now? <laughs> you know, you had all season to put Brian Hoyer. Why would you wait until the playoffs to say, okay, Mac, thanks for getting us here. Uh, you went three and out to start the game. We're going to put in Brian Hoyer, who doesn't know how many timeouts are in a game and has no idea how to manage a, a football game. I'll, I'll put it this way. They didn't put Brian Hoyer in when they asked Mac to pass three times. Brian Hoyer's not going out there. No, and Brian Hoyer could have played that game. Right. I could have played that game for the for the Patriots. Yep. They could have just said, Mac, sit this one down. We don't need you. Oh, we got Ray from Canada coming up. Yep. He knows the uh, cold. Yep. He knows how to hand off the ball. He's a hockey player, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, (laughs) come on, bud. I was telling people. I was telling people like, hey, bud. Hey, guy, come on. What are you gonna do? Hey, yeah, you're you're chirping. Hey, bud. Go Uh, watch NHL mic'd up, and that's all it is. Oh, I see you're right there, eh, bud? Okay, all right, I'm waiting for you, bud. Talking like a Mainer right now, too. Same type of people. Uh, McChickenvog says, uh, they said McCordy isn't thinking about retirement. Yeah, I, he may not be, but is Belichick thinking about resigning him? But that's why I do believe, I think from a leadership perspective, he could end up a New England Patriot next year. Yeah, 35, though. He's going to be 35, so he's getting yeah, up I'm, there. I'm going to be 36. Look at me. I can yeah. still play. Look at me. This is this is the epitome of male fitness and health right here. Did, did you follow the TB12 method for that? No, I, I followed the uh, double Big Mac, the, the Ronald McDonald diet. Oh, I have, I that's a good one. I have a filthy Phillies pulled pork sandwich upstairs that I filthy sized uh, in onion rings. That's my TB12 diet for tonight. I don't know what that franchise is, but it sounds delicious. So it's it's a Philly cheesesteaks, pulled pork. It's all barbecue. It's just it's awesome. Oh, it's awesome. Good. I'll give them free advertisement. I don't care. <laughs> there you go, Mikey. We have fifty seconds. Give me a comment. Uh, Patriots are going to surprise the world. That's your comment. Yep. 
The Patriots are going to surprise the world against the Buffalo Bills. I don't think so, but it's okay. It's hey, okay, you know, guys. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up beat for once. Mikey, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Thank you. Make sure you follow my boy Mike at MN underscore off topic on Twitter. He's here with me every day. Can we clear the uh, chat, Mike? He's here with me every day. Sometimes he comes at 7. Always here at 8.30. Unless he corners me. Then I'll be upset. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Talking Football with Ray. If you're not aware, my name's Ray. I was the one talking football with you. I was also joined by my boy, Mario, from Hashtag Sports. Make sure you go follow them on uh, YouTube. And uh, make sure you go check them out at their podcast, Hashtag Sports, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow them on Twitter at Hashtag 2.0. Make sure you follow my boy Mike at MN underscore off topic. Follow me over on the Dean Blondell Network. Got blogs coming out, podcast over there, doing a lot of fun stuff. DeanBlondell.com. Follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Big stuff happening at the podcast. I got meetings coming up with the Blundell Network. We're, we're going premium something. Excited. Excited for everything. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Thursday night. That means it's Mikey and I all day starting at 7, 10, and onward. It's Mikey and I. Until tomorrow, you're all legit, kid. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. And believe it or not, my name is Ray, and I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we cut to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast, NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.